Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Rework. Today's guest is one of my very favorites, Mr. Tim Walden, who is the co-owner with his wife, Bev, of Walden's Portrait Photography in Lexington, Kentucky. Not only is he a soft-spoken Southern gentleman, he is also one of the most amazing business minds in this industry. And he does his job with such class and such kindness. And both he and Bev have spent so many years teaching And the notes that I have in my many notebooks of presentations of both Bev and Tim that I've attended, I have referred to those notes again and again throughout my business when I'm trying something new or need some confidence, I go to Tim and Bev. And so Tim is here with us today to 
help build our confidence in selling to overcome our fears of sales. Because there's a lot of that out there. We're afraid that we're not the used car salesman or that we don't want to trick our clients. We don't want to be inauthentic. And so how do we do that? And there's nobody better to talk to about this topic than Mr. Tim Walden. So let's do it. Well, it's a special treat to have one of my very dear friends and one of the people that I most look up to in this industry and also personally, Mr. Tim Walden. Oh, you're the best. Right back at you. Thank you. So happy that you're here. Me too. Me too. Love it. And your studio, even though we're on audio, your studio looks amazing behind. Oh, well, I just show you the part I want you to see. Right. Exactly. As do we all. You're not yes. seeing the other side of the computer where we're clean. Right. Where the stack of work is. Yeah, it. that's right. But I, no, we're proud of it. Thank you for saying that. So so busy season headed yeah. into the holidays. We're in mid-October when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So how are things at Walden's? You just finished something special there with some photographers. Tell me about that. Yeah, we did a sales intensive. You know, I think so many in our industry have just so many misgivings about sales. And, you know, it just puts fear in their heart. And it shouldn't. It should be one of the highlights of your experience together. It should be the fulfillment of your your vision. And it should be uh, purpose-driven, you know, where you're, you're helping people fulfill a purpose that they should have, a celebrating their family. And yet we cower down. And, and you know, one of, my, one of the things that, that I often say about sales is that we sell oftentimes like mechanics, like going in to buy a Jaguar and they say, oh, you're here to get a Jaguar. Let me run in the back, grab a mechanic to talk to you. That's really the way I think a lot of us treat mm. sales is like we start talking about products and square inches and textures. And those things are fine for validation, Allison, but the reality is that's not what we're selling. And I think we need to do a better job of understanding the value and the purpose and how it benefits others when we're in that sales room. I absolutely love it. I do too. But I think sometimes our fears can keep us from enjoying it. And so you just had 27 photographers in your studio. What do you feel like are some of the more common fears that you're hearing that people are saying? Well, I think they misunderstand and they start selling the product and not the result of the product. And that's always been our tagline is, you know, sell the result of your art, not the art. Don't sell the specific, sell what it means. Paint a picture like I'll tell a client when this goes on your wall and you walk in your home, you know, at sunset, the lights are low. Don't turn your lights on. Walk in that room. And I want the first thing you see are the people you love. That's the way we light it. That's the way we create it. Mm -hmm. And I said, all the qualities are there, but ultimately I want a piece of art that when you walk in, it says to everybody, these are the people that are most important to me. And I want you to be able to stand there and tell the stories of those people. And so I think we have to paint those pictures. We have to bring them back to, again, I say the purpose of the art. And I think when we're in the sales room, Allison, it's like, what does my art mean to that family? But yet, I think too often we do, as I said a second ago, we start selling the picture, which that's a no-no word around here anyway. (laughs) But we start selling that and we need to sell what it can mean. And it's your responsibility as an artist, not the responsibility of your client, to begin to communicate the value and the purpose of the art. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think other things is photographers are timid in the sales room. I think a lot of times they sell out of their own wallet mm-hmm. and you don't want to 
do that. You know, it's like, well, we got this, but if that's not okay, we can do this. You know, sometimes just being quiet is the best way in a sales room. Right. Presenting your art. And for me, I think a sale in, in the sales a bit like a performance. I want to unveil the art. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I differ from some people in some things. I really don't, I don't sit, and I know the terrible to say, but it's true. I don't set all of our work to music and things like that. And the reason I don't is I want it to be like a moment when you imagine that you have a piece of art on an easel and you're pulling that cloth Mm -hmm. off and you're experiencing for the first time. I don't want any distractions with other images. And so we're very purpose driven. And I'm not saying it's what they ought to do, but we should all learn from it. Because okay. it's like, what are you really in there to do? You have a question? So, I, yeah. I do. I, I have questions. I have questions and I have thoughts. Okay. So one thing, and I just want to know if you agree or if you have a comment on it, but I think one of the biggest fears that photographers have about selling their own work is the price part of it. Like just actually at some point, no matter how fluffy you talk and no matter how unveiling or how amazing we make this experience, there is going to have to be an exchange of cash for goods at some point. (laughs) And so that I think is scary. Many don't want to talk about that. They hate that part. Don't really like to quote things ahead of time or whatever. So do you think that's true? Have you had that same fear? Have you overcome that? Yeah. Well, you know, there's always no, no. I mean, we, we, you know, we still can get a little butterflies when at certain point, but we want to address the price issue way ahead of time. And I think ultimately success in a sales room, in my estimation, we always say are having the right two butts in the seat. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that that's, that's right. You as the salesperson or whoever's there representing you and then the right client on the other end. A lot of your sales are happening without anything ever happening in that specific room. It's in your style, your marketing, your reputation in the marketplace. And I think it's in education of your client, what they can expect to pay ranges. You know, we're qualifying people like that. And even at that, there's times where like, oh gosh, you know, I'm spending more than I thought. Mm -hmm. And I, I never corner anyone. I think, well, first off, I'm going to say this boldly, and I, I would love everybody to just point. I think we're, we're worth what we charge for our art. Our, our art is worth the money. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap, but it's an amazing value. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I don't want that to sound arrogant, but I want it to sound confident because I think we have to get to the point where we're providing something for people that others can't. And that goes to a lot of that goes to style. There is no other you. You are uniquely you. And you know your brand is so well. I mean, you can look at it. You know it's your art. And when they define that and they come to you for that, mm-hmm. then that carries value. They're driven not by price and location, but they're driven by the art and what that art But they mean, want a Walden portrait. So yeah, they want a Walden portrait. At this point, when they're calling you, they're not calling to yeah. because they're shopping around. They're just calling to right. see if they can afford a Walden portrait. Yeah. And I think you do have to give them some information, you know, and I think none of us are immune to this, but I think there's a season of growth in the beginning. When I was learning, it was like, oh, my gosh, do they know how much this is going to cost? And, you know, now I don't think as much about that because, number one, they're pre-qualified. Through a number of ways. Don't think of pre-qualification as just price quoting ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But it's also the neighbor that recommended them. It's the mm-hmm. reputation that you've stayed the course over this time. It's right. a lot of different things. It's a design appointment where you discuss these type of things. And so there is a pre-qualification. But even with that, I'll have somebody sit there and they go, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of money. And my answer to them is it is a lot of it money. Is. Yeah. But you know what? 
I can promise you this, and this is a line I will say over and over again. I'll promise you a couple of things. First, I'll promise you the day you pick it up, it'll be worth every penny you're paying for it. But I'll also promise you that that's the day it holds its least value is the day you pick it up. It's one of the few things in life I will guarantee you will grow in value. Because every year, every year, every five years, every 10 years after that, those become irreplaceable. And those are pieces of art that grow in value. So you're right. It is a lot of money. And when we're in a sales room too, you know, Allison, again, I don't corner anybody. Now we're very big on taking somebody to the, we start every sale at the end. Mm-hmm. I never want to start at the beginning. I start at the end. That's why I don't do a lot of slideshows. So please don't be mm-hmm. offended by that part. Of it because, and it sounds weird when I say that because, you know, we're no, supposed to be I like think... the emotional king, you know, everything about yeah. emotion. But, but so I want to. So I'm, what does that mean? When you start at the end, what does that look like? It means that from all that we've learned and all that we've gathered of images of their home, things that we've talked about, how we've talked about their work, their art, where it's going to hang, all of those type of things. And I'm preaching to the choir with you. I mean, you're the master at this part, I know. But I'm producing for them an artist's suggestion that takes them to a completed order. Mm-hmm. I think this is the most amazing time for us to do sales. And I'm a huge fan, as you know, of Pro Select. And mm-hmm. I think the one thing that has been missing from sales for so long, and projection didn't solve it, is context. I can show you a sofa-sized portrait over your sofa in the frame I want to put it in. Right. That's a big deal. And I think, you know, we're at a point now we almost take it for granted because it's so accessible. But the reality is that is a big deal in a sales room because, mm-hmm. you know, you might hear somebody say something like, well, I love that. That's what I want is see the price. Maybe they'll they say, well, would it be as good in a smaller size? My answer is absolutely. It'll be every bit as good in any size. What changes with size is visual impact and the role it plays in your home. You may have to move it, may go to a secondary role. It's not going to have quite the impact, but I'll promise you the quality will be stunning. I never say, well, you're going to regret this or you shouldn't do that. I mean, it's not that kind of thing. It's like a presentation of here's the potential of your art based on your family, your story and the things, the elements that I have. This is like dreaming big. And then you do the hardest thing you ever do. You just shut up. You know, just shut up and listen. Here it is. You don't say, but if, or I can show you others. I I don't do that. So I'm presenting an entire purchase and then I'm letting them, I'm just kind of bobbing and weaving based on the conversation as we go. Okay. The bob and weave, we have to talk about that because (laughs) I call it surfing, but bob and weave is also good because sometimes you get hit or you're trying not to. But I do feel like that so often if you're teaching sales or somebody's wanting to learn about sales, they feel like, okay, what's the exact wording that I need to say? And so, and there are some good things that you can pull out of your back pocket that work on a lot of different types of situations. But really, I think the goal of mastery in sales is getting to a point to where you're settled in your, I call it like your heart or your chest, like you're settled. You know, and so as you're, as I'm watching you and listening to you talk, you're settled. You're not up on your toes. Like, okay, well, um, if you don't really like that size and yeah, I mean, we can make it smaller, but you know, like you have this gravitas or the settled feeling of, you know what? I know how much work goes into every one of these pieces. I know the thought, 
I know the care. And that's something that photographers are clear on, right? And that's why Absolutely. we that's why we sell the spark plugs. That's yeah. why we get the mechanic because that's what we know. We know that we've taken 55 lighting courses. We know that we've are a diamond, <laughs> platinum, purple, fabulous, yeah. you know, when you know, yeah. winner, whatever. We we know all of that stuff. But the client really, like you say, they only care about how is this going to impact them. And I feel like that's the easiest thing to talk about. And that's the part where I have the most confidence. I know that Tim, if I photograph you and Bev and your girls, I know that I'm going to create something that when you walk into your house every day, you're going to be yeah. so glad that you had them, no matter how they drive you crazy. You're going to be so glad that you married Bev. I just know because I know what I can do for you. And so that I'm confident in, and I don't feel like I have to razzle, dazzle, or you use sales tricks because I'm confident in that. Absolutely. And, but, and you're so well-defined too, that when they come there, you're, you're forming their expectation before they come and then you're fulfilling it. That to me, when I define a successful brand, and there's a million ways to do it. But if I want to strip it down to a sentence, and I think, you know, you've heard me say this, is great brands form people's expectations and then fulfill them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that to me is the definition of a great brand because everybody comes to you with an expectation. The question is who formed it? If you're not right. forming that expectation, then fulfilling it, you can do a wonderful job and disappoint a client because yeah. you didn't fulfill their expectation. So, and I think a lot of this goes, you know, to that confidence you're talking about in the sales room. They have selected us because they know our heart. And so what we need to do is our art. We don't need to do right. something else. Right. I don't want to do something else. Right. And I think with our price point and the total clarity of who we are, people that don't want what we do, they don't come here or we refer them elsewhere. So it's mm -hmm. not really an issue. So I know they're sitting in that room wanting what we produce as well. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you mentioned, uh, not only their happiness, their kids to walk in and see themselves on their wall, that, that tells I belong here, you know, mm -hmm. this is where I belong. And I think it gives such a sense of value to their lives. And, you know, this is part of our message right now. We're pushing real hard for uh, tweens and preteens and okay. all because I think those we call that the age of significance. Those are the ages where hard things are being said and experienced. I believe photography can provide a therapy for those mm -hmm. ages. Absolutely. I it up all of those things. And I think so. These are the things that, that we talk about. And I think that's where you're getting more into the purpose of your art. I don't say, look at my lighting. Isn't it good? Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, right. you know, we should be way past that. Matter of fact, if I could be as bold, I would say that at a certain point, people have a right to expect excellence. That's not what you're selling. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go to a, a four or five star chef and be shocked that they know how to cook. I shouldn't right. shock. It's the flavor. It's their arrangement and execution that I'm paying for. But to say, oh, you know, they burnt this or they forgot to add that. Well, that's a level we should, you know, we got to get past that. But it's not right. what we're selling. It's important, but it should not be. To me, I'm, I don't mention it. I don't even put a word right. on my Right. And I think I fulfilling, wanna... yeah, fulfilling so the expectation is. is like, okay, it's not noteworthy. So you have to fulfill, <laughs> yeah. but then also exceed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And I don't know if this is rabbit tracking or not, Allison, but it came to mind and I, I want to say it while it's there. <laughs> Do it. But uh, I think too, a lot of, of sales success, it has nothing to do with the selection appointment. I want a sale to be as much a plug and play as possible. 
So we're defining our art and how it's used ahead of time. You know, like we created an establishing portrait. That is your family. You keep that on the wall to the day you die. Let the kids fight over it. It's, that's mm -hmm. their problem. Yeah. But we create abbreviations. You've heard us talk about that. Abbreviations are where we capture each of the children. That embellishes your grouping. Those are important because they add depth and roundness to your story. They tell your story in a greater way. They provide gifts for your children down the road. And so when we create the abbreviations, those are going to be the wall pieces that support the establishing image. So I go on and on on this, but my point is you can actually, if you think this through the way you should, you can make the selection appointment truly a plug and play. Then you shoot for that product mm -hmm. and you plug that product. You can't just make it up. It can't be blowing air, you know, blowing hot smoke yeah. or whatever. But these are the things I believe. It's mm -hmm. like my abbreviations. We actually gave our oldest daughter her portrait, along with the letter we wrote to her, you know, because it was time that it shouldn't be on our wall. It should be on hers. Should be on hers. And, and yeah. And so I think we need to think of the selection appointment from our marketing, from our style definition, from our design appointments, our phone chats, all the way through the session. You're doing all of those things. And then your selection appointment is the fulfillment, the climax, the plug mm -hmm. and play, if you will, mm -hmm. of a lot of those things, too. Right. And I think that when you start, when you're new, newer, or if you've been shoving sales off because you don't want to think about it and you see it as a necessary evil, it feels like going into a sales appointment is like you're starting to push that boulder uphill then mm -hmm. when really the sales appointment should be the boulder rolling down the hill. Yeah. Up until that point, you've already done like that. This you're you posted on social media for us, it's installations. We posted finished artwork on walls. Yes, then what you're saying is you've got forming the expectation is not just what you do, but how you do it. So that's your style. Like people are not coming to me wanting to be out in the desert, <laughs> you know, they're coming to me knowing that they're going to be in the studio and that it's going to be crazy and fun and whatever. And so then that consultation or your design appointment, and then you're just walking them through that process. And then all of that is consistent. Right. It all feels good. It all feels brand consistent. So for you, I would imagine, I haven't been photographed by you, but I would love to do that someday. I, 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 I can imagine what that would feel like yeah. just because of having been around you, which is like just taken care of and classy and a Southern gentleman, but also so much the love and feeling that emotion and all of that. Ours is a little bit like crazier and a little more sarcastic and fun and there's music and it's crazy. So I think the reason why I'm highlighting this is that I want our listeners to think as they're listening to this, that somewhere in there is your own experience, you know, like your own secret sauce, so to speak. Yes. There's only one Tim Waldem. There's only one Allison Tyler Jones. There's only one you. So how, right. what is it that's making you special? You know, what is it that you love to see in people and families and portraits? Right. And then you're walking your client through that so that when it comes time to view the images, you're not starting to just, okay, let's start moving this boulder uphill. Let's show them a hundred images and let's pick through. And oh, so what no, you're, no is you're showing them, <laughs> here is what we think you should do. Right. Period. Right. And then yes. they're just saying, great, I love that. Or can we make it a little smaller, bigger? Can we put it in a different place? Can we switch this out for that? And then right. it's done. Right. 
No. And that's the ideal way. And, and I think people feel that I think we misread like what a selection appointment is. Yeah. And we feel like it's talking somebody into something. I right. love what I think it was uh, one of the old Ziegler quotes that said, all sales are basically a transfer of feelings. And I think there's so much truth to that. And I think the thing that goes into a successful sale are the big and the obvious things that that you teach and we teach and people learn. But they're also the little things you don't talk about. Like uh, doing a design on Monday, I said, now bring plenty of snapshots to your kids. I want to see them. I want to hear about them. I haven't seen them in years. I mean, I sat down. I've sat across the table from moms and dads. I've seen them tear up. Happy tears, you know, not yeah. just all, all kinds of things. And and uh, then and, and happy tears and unhappy tears. Yeah, both yeah, happen. Some of the times and, they're like, "This kid's killing me," and I don't know yeah. what's going to happen with him. You know, like we're yeah. we're acting a psychiatrist and all kinds of oh, psychologists. I love that. I love it. Yes, I didn't have to have the schooling. I still get to have the practice. <laughs> I know, totally. But I get people. We're getting to know our customers now at a whole nother level, the friendship level. Mm-hmm. I have them text me things and send me photos of the kids singing at church or mm-hmm. on a picnic. And they don't have to spend money to do that. We're right. building we're building relationships at the highest level because honestly, Allison, I think loyalty as we knew it in the past is gone. Mm-hmm. And I think what has risen to the top is buzz. When you create a buzz in your business, mm-hmm. you create an excitement, then you get that level of loyalty because there's too many voices in people's ears nowadays. So I think you have to enter another realm. And I think in the sales room, it is about a relationship. It's not a buyer and a seller. It should never be a transaction. It is a relationship. And you're sitting there, you're laughing with them, you're crying with them, mm-hmm. and you're telling stories. Some of them are stories that may happen. Some are stories that have happened. Mm -hmm. And the most powerful ones are the stories they told you. So you say, Allison, you remember the story you told me about your daughter? Yeah, I see that story in in this portrait. That's what I love about this portrait. I don't say, Allison, how do you like your expression? Right. I mean, I'm from the South. You know, my mom would smack me if I said, man, I look good. (laughs) You don't say stuff like that. But if somebody said, you remember what you told me about your daughter, what makes your heart beat a little faster, right? Mm -hmm. When you see that, that's what I see in this image. And now you're selling the result of that art. Not like, look at this. We like this texture. It's like linen, or this one's kind of bumpy. Which one do you like? Right. My God, just make a decision and offer right, that. Right. That's that's your job to tell them what it should be based on exactly who they are, what the work looks like, and what room it's going in. Yeah. The other thing I think of too, when you say I've heard you say that before, and I, I always think it's just an interesting concept to me when you say like loyalty is dead, it's more about the buzz. I think the thing that creates the buzz is that relationship. And also, I feel like taking responsibility is the number one thing that people just don't, well, I shouldn't say people these days. That makes you sound like an old person, but. (laughs) And you're not that. Well, it's getting there, but I think sometimes we shy away from responsibility. Like, oh, I don't want to deal with printed work because that's a pain in the butt, or I don't want to deal with installing because I don't want to put holes in their walls. What if they sue me if I do it wrong? Or I don't want to, but really assuming responsibility, there's one of my favorite quotes is by the guy that kind of invented the New York Times bestseller list. His name is Michael Corda. And he said that the degree of our success is determined by the degree that we take on responsibility. And so the more that I can make it easier for my client even down to deciding for them, like, look, I think this needs to be a white frame. I think it needs to have no glass on it. 
And I think it needs to go right here. And I think it needs to be this size. And then like, it's their money in their house. They can say no and change. But exactly, I find the more bossy I am in that way, yes. the better it is. Because there are too many decisions now. Right. There's too much information. There are too many voices. To have somebody be able to come to you and say, like, even think about clothes shopping or something. If somebody came in and said, okay, Allison, you got a kind of a big bum. You're smaller on top. Like these are the dresses that are the best for you. And these colors with your eyes and your hair color, anything on this rack would be perfect for your high school reunion. I would be thrilled out of my mind and I wouldn't care if they were more expensive. Absolutely. I I don't want to have to wait through. I think at the highest possible level of business, there's an expectation for that. And I think Mm -hmm. even if it's not a known expectation, I think it's something that is received at that level because they're like, you know, I'm choosing the best. What should I do? And I think to go anywhere else, and we do it all under that horrible guise of good customer service. That's not good customer service. You know, it's like, what finish do you want? What size do you want? They don't know. Yeah. And you know, you've heard me say this, but I I always go back to Ken Whitmire who made the statement, one of the classes uh, he used to teach a sales seminar. And he'd say, when you ask someone to be an expert at something, they're not an expert in or Mm -hmm. at, instead of telling you they're not qualified, they fall back on their life's experiences Mm -hmm. in making decisions. So if you say, Mrs. Uh, Smith, what size portrait do you want? Mrs. Smith says in her mind, 1990, really big 10 by 13. I'll have a 10 by 13 of that. Yeah. Because you just ask her to be an expert. Don't go complaining that she made a bad decision. Right. You made the bad decision with the question. So, exactly so right. I think, as like you say, I've never... I've never had anybody get up in a sale. I've never had anybody say, I feel like I'm pressured or I feel like it's quite the opposite. I say, here's my vision. Here's what I would do. This, here's what I do. This, I take them to the end of the sale. And then I just paint that picture. I tell the stories and I wait and and everybody goes, wow, I don't, you know, that's ridiculous or what they just, yeah, I love that. And then if there's a size change or a price change or a frame change, we make it. And nobody's ever cornered. But start at the end of the sale. Don't start at the beginning. You should be doing all the sales process leading up to it. And then it becomes a presentation of potential and possibilities. I love that. Yeah, I had a pediatric ear, nose and throat doctor woman and her husband's pediatrician. And and you can tell that she is highly educated and she has to make really critical decisions about children's lives, right? So when she came in and we did this process, she could not let that go. This was just this week. She could not let it go that she didn't have to decide everything. And so I watched her. It was very interesting. This is to your point about just shutting your mouth. I kept wanting to go in and like fix it for her. and like, well, we could do it this way. Well, we could do it this way. We could do it this way. And I just kept thinking, no, she's obviously having a crisis. <laughs> she needs to work <laughs> through this because we'd picked it out. And her husband told, said what he liked. We knew what we wanted, but she just could not say, yes, that's it. Like just finalize it. Right. Well, what about this? She kept wanting to go back again and again. And finally she sat there and it was so interesting to watch her talk herself through. She's like, okay, I have had you who photograph these images. Tell me what is best. I know what my husband likes. I know that I like these. Okay. So if I give you the money today, what if I sleep on it? And then a couple of days later, I want to change something. And I said, if you're want to change it, let's change it right now. We're not going to change it later. And if you're even conflicted a little bit, I'm going to take it off your invoice. She stopped. I just was quiet. No. I know these are, you know what? 
I am just going to trust you. And I said, well, I appreciate that because if I brought my grandchild to you and needed the ear, her ear, nose or throat fixed, I would trust you. That's great. I love that. <laughs> and she understood that because and that's she's what like, she yeah. goes with every day. She's like, yeah. I don't want to change my mind. I don't want to think about it again. Cause you know, she also said earlier, well, can we think about this? Do we come yeah. back? Do we decide now? And I said, She's like, you're right. I'm not going to think about it later. I'm too busy. Right. And this is what I want. But it was, she's like, well, our generation is used to having so many images. And she held up her phone here. And I said, absolutely. And I said, yes. that's why we're doing this process is because how many of those are on your wall? None. Yes. And how many were worthy of the wall? Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's I what said, you how do. How many pictures yeah. do you have on there of your newborn? Yeah. A million, you know, because they're IVF right. kids, you know? So going back to your earlier Bob and Weave comment, it's being willing to let all of the comments, all of the objections, if you will, or everything come to you. But when you're settled and when you know what you know and you know the value of it, then it doesn't rock you. No, you just know no. that they're just talking their way through it. They want it or else they wouldn't still yeah. be in the room. Absolutely. And you're just letting them talk themselves into it. Absolutely. We, you have a lot and to I say think, about that. that. No, I think that confidence is so important. And I do think we... We have a tendency to underestimate what we do and what it can mean to people. And then, you know, I know like when I create a portrait, it, there's decades of study and there's decisions that are being made on substrates and frames and presentations. And I have no apologies for any of them. And I don't want to nickel and dime people. Well, I can add this. I can add that. I'm not going to do that. It's like, this is what we do. And this is what it costs. And when you're like, I say, when you have the right two butts in the seat, or bums, as you say, <laughs> then I think that process becomes one of the highlights of the experience. Yes. I love the selection appointment. I look Me so too. forward to it. I wouldn't have said that a couple decades ago because I had other people in here doing it for me. And now I've kind of come to love this, Bev does some, and it's like, wow, this is a really a relationship building time. What I learned too, just to that point, is that now that Stacy that works for us, that is our retoucher, but she's also a photographer and she's been shooting some of these family sessions. So that client that I just spoke to you about, she actually photographed that session. So to me, my favorite part is I love the consultation, the brainstorm. Right. And then I love the shoot too. I still love shooting. But the part that I would never give up, I think, is that viewing appointment because I call it, that's the crack. You know, when people say, well, can't we just do this online or can't we, I just look oh, at a yeah. gallery. I'm like, I need to see you see this. I need you to see how beautiful you are. I need you to see how much your husband loves you. I need to see you, you to see how amazing your kids are. That's my payoff as much as Absolutely. the money. Yeah. And you don't even know what you lose with that disconnect of having a wrong person in or even worse, putting them online or something like mm -hmm. that. I can't imagine that. I remember when the term IPS came out, I had to, I had to go ask somebody, what does that mean? I had no, I had no clue. It's like, yeah, it's like. Do we do it any other way? Yeah. 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 What is IPS? I had to first know what it stood for. And then they said in-person sales. And I said, well, what else is there? Right. And then when I learned, I said, well, why would you do that? Why would you give that? I mean, that's part of that experience. That's part mm -hmm. of the magic totally. of that moment. That's where we build a stronger relationship at the highest level. And I know that my clients are happy with what we're doing because at every step of the way, we're involved in making sure that art fulfills 
our desire, their desire, and it is everything they came to expect plus. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're handling all the way through. And I, I don't want any weak links in that. I want it to be directed and experienced all the way through. And so I think that's important. And you learn things. I, I tell people stories. I we had a lady the other day. I've never heard this in all of my life. And she said, I want the large. We did a family. Then we did the kids. And we did, you know, we did her with each kid and him with each kid. We did. And then we did individuals. And she said, I want the painting. The, she wanted about to do a book of such painting of my husband, the largest portrait of my husband. And she said to me, Allison, she said, because I want my boys to know what a man can be. Oh. I was like, <laughs> just I know. So, you know, I want them to look at him because he came from poverty. He came from a really hard place. Now he's got three practices here in town. He's very successful, a lot of boards. I want him to look at us and say, that's what a man should be. And mm -hmm. so now when I have individual portraits, I tell that story, even though it may not be them, it's right. something they didn't think about. They're like, oh my goodness, it yeah. does, it does message that. So I think, you yeah. know, and I'm so glad I was in that selection appointment because it still gives me chills thinking yeah. about that. And those two young men that we photographed 11 and 14 kind of coming up in a tough world, they look at that dad's painting and they say, this is what I should be. This is my guiding light in my family. Yeah, And that's just fantastic. So those are the experiences I'll never forget. And I'll remind and tell others when I'm in that selection appointment, because that's what we do. That's the result of the art, not the other things that we think they are. Right. And so what you're doing is you're learning from your clients, things that they wanted that you never knew. And yeah. in telling those stories, you're communicating to other clients an idea for something that they may have never considered. Right. You know, we just right. had recently a client was booking her annual session. And I said, you know, don't your parents live here? And she's like, yeah, they do. And she's just recently gone through a divorce. So she was kind of feeling sad about like the dad's not going to be in the picture. And, you know, like, how are we going to do this? And, and I said, why don't you bring your mom and dad with you? And she's like, I never thought of that. That would be such a great idea. Well, not only did they, she bring mom and dad, she swung by the nursing home and got her grandma. Nice. So we did four generations, beautiful women, like beautiful women. She said that all the men in the, in the nursing home are hitting on her grandma. She's 90 and it was so cute and, and full of it. Let me just tell you full of it. But we know this, we know all the things that can happen but our clients don't. And so that's, no. we have all this expertise that we can bring to bear for them and make something so amazing and special for them. And back to your word responsibility, I think we have to take responsibility for that. You shouldn't be a reaction to everything in that selection appointment. You're painting the pictures, you're telling the stories, you know, you're doing those things. And I think that's where they connect with your art at an entirely different level. And so, yeah, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. Well, I remember, I, I think, I don't know, it was either a presentation you gave a long time ago. Or it might've been one of your CDs that I bought a hundred years ago. I think maybe either you or Bev said, what I'm really looking for is the client that will come in and just let me shoot them and then let me pick everything and bring in, hang it on their wall. You know, do you yeah. remember that? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I have her. I have this client. <laughs> oh, I love I, it. I, Send I her back over here. <laughs> I know. So this is what she's super busy. They, she owns her own business. And she literally, when Caitlin was trying to set up her view and order appointment, she texted and said, Allison knows what I need. She knows what I want. Just have her pick it. I can't come in and deal with it. 
And I, I know that I'm going to love whatever she picks. I love it. As it should be. Yeah, exactly. so far ours are saying, why do I come in? I just always do what you say, but they still <laughs> no. come in. I yeah, know. I can leave it leave it to you where they don't even show up. No, because I, again, I but I, I do feel that. sad that I haven't, <laughs> that I want her to see them. So, but now I, if she's not coming in, I need to make, when we bring it and install it, I need to make that a really special experience, you know? Yeah. So I just love it. I think that I, someday I'm going to have you photograph me and Ivan. I can't wait because... <laughs> I, I want a picture it. of Ivan that I want you to do a picture of Ivan because I think he is that I think all of his boys. That's the kind of man that I love would be great to have. You a. See, you're going to remember that story. Right? I know because I you're, you're, you're experiencing it in your own family. I know he would hate a picture by himself though, but it's okay. I, I it's not, it's not for him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I love it. For you and, and the kids. And well, so, yeah, I think this is fantastic. Well, I love it. So is there anything parting? What are you up to lately? I know you've got podcasts with friends going on right now. You've got all kinds I of do. new things happening. Yeah. So tell about that. Tell the listeners yeah. what's new in your world. Well, you know, we are doing a podcast called The F-Stops Here. You mentioned that. I'm enjoying that. We're still teaching a lot. And we're, you know, at timwalden.com, we're doing a lot of coaching and a lot of classes. So, yeah, check it out at timwalden.com. And then the F-Stops here is the podcast we're doing, and that's going well. So I'm running my mouth all the time, I guess. I know. <laughs> but when you're talking in those silky Southern tones and you're giving such good advice, you just uh, need to keep that mouth running. Is there anything sweet. that you want to leave our listeners with before you head out for the day? Gosh, you know, I uh, I don't know. I would, on the sales theme, I would say... Um, Step up and be bold. Understand how amazing an artist you are. Don't look at what you don't know. Look at what you do and start to perfect what you don't know. Get better. But to those clients, you're producing something that portrait you do for them is the most important portrait you'll ever do as far as they're concerned. And I think you need to go in with that kind of confidence in that sales room. So, yeah, I think the advice we've given today, I think, is good advice. And I think it'll help everybody. You're doing great work, too, helping everybody. So. We're trying, we're trying, we're, we're, we've got great listeners and great students for sure. So, and we have a lot of them in common. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, I I know we do. And that's good. That's that's as it should be. I know exactly. Well, thank you so much. I know you're busy and I so appreciate your time and I hope you guys have a great rest of your season. And I know I'll talk to you before then, but thanks for joining us here today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I hope you know how much I appreciate your time and your attention. And if you feel that something you learned today could benefit another fellow portrait photographer, please share this episode with them. We want to help as many portrait photographers as possible to build sustainable, enjoyable, profitable businesses that can help sustain their families and their dreams. And that's what it's all about. So please share if something was valuable and you feel like that it could help somebody else. And if you get a minute, please give us a review at iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It makes a huge difference in other photographers being able to find us and get the information that can help them build better businesses. You're awesome. And I appreciate you. Have a great day. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework.com. 